It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. Yes, I am Jonathan Sanborn, your host. I was just reflecting. I don't I don't talk a lot about myself. I tend to focus on my my amazing guests because I get to interview some of the best people and people around the country and here in the city. Um, but I am the Western U.S. Director for Care Portal, and part of what I do is to connect needs of the children in crisis in our own communities through the depart- that are needs are entered from Department of Child Safety to the nearest churches. And my heart is to see the church step in and care into the mess of other the lives of others, um, and to care for these for children. Um, so I've been doing that for four years and uh, absolutely love it. And it's been a really 25-year mission of my heart to see the church serve the most vulnerable even around the world. Um, so part of w- the reason I'm sharing this is that because of my job, I get to meet local churches who are doing just that. And today we have the honor of having two people in, here in studio we have Pastor Luke Hennings from St. Luke's Church in Mesa, Arizona. Welcome. Thank you. And we have MJ or MJ or Mary Jo Cornelius. You prefer MJ, right? Okay. Yes, please. Please. Absolutely. MJ also on staff at St. Luke's as well. So I've known MJ for several years. We we've, we've been able to work alongside each other. And so I'm just now meeting Pastor Luke, but they get to be on my show because they have an incredible story to tell. But so Pastor Luke is uh the whole the whole heart of this church is embracing our neighbors. It's the mantra of it, and it really the church is bringing the hope of healing in Jesus for those around them. He's a Dallas, I mean a Texas boy, yes, who gave up the the the, the, the country within a country, <laughs> indeed, indeed, and came with his wife Lisa, yes, here. Okay, and they have three boys who love sports, video games, Lego, correct, and Jesus, yes, all of those. So I know with kids, sometimes they all get wrapped up like superheroes, Jesus, you know, sports. It's all kind of rolls into it. I know how that goes. (laughs) So thank you for being in here. And MJ from Michigan, right? Correct. And you moved to Arizona a while ago. I did. And so you've been here a long, a long long time. And you're married with a grown son who is also in Mesa. Or you're in Mesa. You both are. Okay. And you're a staff. You're the community bridge builder. Is that your role? That's the title. I like. Well, the, you've bridged the, the community to me, <laughs> and so she is the super connector. And I love, but loved how she's not. It's they've had their church and connect with other churches and working together. They're just kingdom people who are doing amazing things. And so they reach out to people. They reach out to their strengths and their skill sets. Okay, just amazing people. So. Before we get into this, why you're here, we want to, I, we play this amazing game <laughs> called fake news, and so you get to say something. Both both you're going to play this. No no slackers. The quiz uh, isn't to figure out the fake news about each other, right? It's no okay. It's I, me. I, no I no. Okay, I, it's, I I'm the one. I'm the judge. Fantastic. of What is fake and what is not? Okay. I'm pretty much a coin toss, like a heads or tails, and I'm I do, but I'm about a fifty percent success rate because I can I'm easily deceived. 
So <laughs> we all. <laughs> so <laughs> Pastor Luke, who has never told a lie in his life, is now going to share one truth and one fake, and I'm sure going to try to guess which one. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. I'm okay. sitting down. Uh, I am the leading basketball scorer for Pflugerville High School. All-time score for Pflugerville High School. Pflugerville! Mm-hmm. That'd be Pflugerville, Texas. Spell with a P-F-L-E-J. A P-F. Yes. And what's the mascot? Panthers. The Pflugerville Panthers. Not spelled with a P-F. That's Panthers. Just P-A-N-T-H-E-R-S. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the leading scorer of the Pflugerville Panthers. All time. All time. Basketball. Okay. Leading scorer, yes. You are, just so for our listeners, Luke is rather tall. <laughs> so I do have that, some information that I wouldn't have that you listeners wouldn't have. Okay. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Leading score. What else? Um, the other thing is, uh, I love karaoke. Loves karaoke. Okay, so this you've made this so easy. Like it's um, either I'm being totally played, but I don't think he's that good. Yes. I don't think you're that you're not you're not that good of a player. I think <laughs> I think <laughs> that you are the leading scorer, and you are. Le- and you hate karaoke. Okay. So I got to level with you, Jonathan. I may have lied twice to you. I don't think oh, really? I, I might not be playing the game correct. I may be cheating here. Uh, double fake news. It's double, yes. There's nothing true. Oh, my goodness. Um, so got- I am not the leading basketball scorer. You aren't? From, no, I am not. I, uh, my brother and my two sisters are all uh, record holders in okay. basketball, and I failed miserably at basketball. I was a oh, soccer really? player. Yes, okay. so I am not. They the... picked you first, and then they regretted it, yes. right? Yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah. No no <laughs> points were scored in basketball at Fleagerville High School. <laughs> okay. by um, and uh, I don't love karaoke, though okay. I was a vocal performance major in uh, school. So okay. anyway, I, I so apologize. So double fake. It's I, okay. Yes. So I, my, I, I Leave just it to a pastor my... to come here and <laughs> lie twice. Double liar. I, I, as long as I'm not – I didn't get – you didn't mislead me. I still guessed a fake one. So I think I'm happy. Okay. I'm me everyone's happy. We're nope. good. We're good. Pastors don't get invited to lie. <laughs> That's often, right. So he just thought he'd take but, advantage of it. Okay. Yeah. I think MJ's got more craft she's crafty. I think she could she can handle this. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Um my first job my first job was uh pumping gas and um changing tires. At a full-service gas station back okay. in the day. Okay. Pumping gas. Okay. Back in those full-service days. I do remember those days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was once hit in the head by a line drive foul ball at a spring training game that required three stitches. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you don't look like the pump. You look you, – you're, you, I see you as a servant – but you don't look like the pump gas kind of girl. And I don't think I've ever seen a girl in, in all my life pump at the full service in my childhood. So that's a, it's a long shot. And I know you love baseball. Somehow she still loves the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I'm going to say that you did not pump gas in, in and that you, you actually got hit by a line drive. <laughs> I'm wrong. Oh, my goodness. I I'd did. Have, I'd have said the same thing. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. How? Yeah. I did. I um, my father owned a mobile gas station ah. back in Michigan. Wow. And I had the the long sleeved blue shirt with my name on it. Yep. And yeah, back in the day, you Hatch. know when the when the 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 um, 
gas tanks were behind the license plate. Yep. And mm-hmm. yeah, nice. Wow. <laughs> so I've learned something about you, and you somehow dodged the 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 fly the the foul ball. So well played, good job. So now there's the story that I just think is so important that our our listeners need to hear, and I've followed it for it's been taken some time to unfold. Why don't we step back? To you decided your church. Let's first off, let's go to your church. The heart of why you would want to get involved in Care Portal. Start with from that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I've been at St. Luke's for ten years. Uh, about six years ago, we were in a period where we were kind of saying, "God, what what do you want from us as a congregation? Where are you leading us?" We looked at a lot of opportunities and connections that we felt we had that were worthwhile, but really had congregational meetings, got input from everybody. What, where, where do we feel God is leading us? And the number one uh, focus for us was to be a blessing to our local community. We mm-hmm. looked at the demographics around our location on Stapley and Mesa. Right. We said, this seems like maybe God has put us here for this reason. So we then developed the vision statement. So we want to embrace our neighbors with unexpected love. We want to bring Jesus mm-hmm. and his hope and healing to everybody around us and develop this uh, position called a community bridge builder to to take that on and to help us to develop those things. Right. Enter MJ, and so she comes into that, and we begin looking for partnerships where we can um, have a positive impact in the lives of families around us in Mesa. And we heard about Care Portal, and I think it was at a um, Love Our City or Love Your City Mesa uh, uh, meeting. Yes. Uh-huh. Heard about it, and I we said this, that sounds like exactly what we're trying to do. Here's local right. families with a need, and a church next to them gets to show up at their door and, and provide what's needed. So that's from our perspective. This was a partnership that we were very interested in, and MJ um, got us into that partnership and has helped us uh, develop our volunteers and our systems for being a part of the Care Portal system. So, so, for, so four years. This was four or five years ago, right? Like yes, pretty close to when things started up here. You were one of the earliest churches. So now you start to get these needs coming to your church. What happens then? Um, I'm considered the Care Portal point person at St. Luke. And so I get emails for any needs that come through Care Portal that are within a certain radius of our church. And the particular story that we're talking about was just a a little over a year ago. It was in uh, July of 2020 where we got a request um, with a young 29-year-old mom who had um, tragically killed herself in her apartment where her two young girls also were, mm. as well as her wow. um, sister. And it, it obviously— they're all, they're all in the apartment when this is happening. They were all in the apartment when this happened. Um, we didn't, of course, on the initial request, we didn't have a lot of detail. What we knew that they were, what they needed at that time was the apartment complex was charging them $2,800 for the hazmat cleanup after mm-hmm. the tragedy. And that was initially how the request came through and how we got involved. And uh, our congregation stepped up um, immediately. and So how did you let your congregation know? I send an email out to anyone in our congregation who has agreed to be part of our care portal team, which right, right now is over 100 wow. members or 100 families. So I send an email out and ask them to respond to me whenever they uh, would like to participate or can help with a need, whether it be this kind of a need or 
an item or if they want to go to see the family and make the delivery. Mm-hmm. So we got a huge response to this because obviously this touches every everybody's heart. These little girls yes. were one in four years old. One in four. Oh, my. They were um, living with their mom and an aunt. And so the aunt took in the children and took over kinship guardianship for them at the time. And the grandmother also came from Ohio to help take care of the girls. Okay. So that was how it all started. Okay. Um, over time, we learned there was considerable more needs. They needed beds. They needed. Right. Um, so you, how? Let's go back to that first initial co- contact. You get your church response. Tell me, tell me what what that was like, and then what you went to their house. What did you do? Yes, the uh, the church responded with a large amount of financial donations. So way more than the twenty eight hundred. Way more yeah. than the twenty eight hundred dollars. So, yeah. um, we delivered this twenty eight hundred dollar check to the apartment complex to make sure that was taken care of, and then visited with the aunt and the grandmother and got to know them and learned more about the situation. Right what their needs were going to be until they got set up through the state for kinship, financial assistance, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, so we started – Was that hard to go to the door? Yes. This is – I don't go on every care portal delivery. Right. But I decided to go on this one. I um, I thought it might be very difficult for some people. And right. so – and it, and it definitely was. Yeah. But it became abundantly clear right away that this was um, a family of faith. Yeah. And they were very, very open. And it was, um, it was a very rewarding conversation to have because the, you could tell how much they loved these little girls. Right. But yet how much they were grieving their sister and daughter. Right. Um. And it just it, it it we we decided that we really wanted to continue walking alongside this family to kind of see this through until they could stabilize themselves, and through the course of that process, both the aunt and the grandmother got sick. Um, They're both oh okay. well the aunt w- it yeah. was already on full disability okay so she was already um, having health issues from a an accident several years ago. So there was already uh, – she didn't have a full-time job or anything because of uh, full disability. So they had some struggles there anyway and then both the aunt and the grandmother ended up with COVID. Oh, my. And the aunt, because of her already compromised situation, ended up in the hospital and was pretty sick. She was not on a, a ventilator but she right. was in the hospital for a week to 10 days. Wow. And it, that was – Close to a year ago. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was about eight months ago. And she has not fully recovered from okay. that yet. And it became abundantly clear after that point that these two people were not going to be able to care for these girls. Right. It would not be in the girls' best interest. Very difficult. Very decision. difficult. Oh, your own like family child, like your sister's kids mm-hmm. who've suffered immensely. Yes. And to know you, you're not able to do that. Yes. And so both physically, and then they're they're. It's not like they have lots of money and co- ease and comfort, right? Correct. To back them up, right? 
Yes. No, there's not there's none of that. Yeah. Uh, there's no great resources for them and they just knew that it would be in the best interest of the girls um, if they weren't the um, adoptive parents for the rest yes. of the girls' lives. Right. So fortunately, they come from a, a family with a, kind of a large family. And so another one of the uncles, which was the brother of the gal who killed herself, yeah. uh, he and his wife live in Kentucky. In Kentucky. And they came forward and said we this, – This has been about nine months. No. This was in – yeah, I guess it, it was probably about six months because six months. The, whole, okay. the whole transition took a long time. Right. So – And are you – how are you track? are you visiting this family or – Pastor, did you go to see – I mean how – what is the connection with this? We, yeah, we've had – and MJ could speak more to the specifics. We've had a few of our members uh, engage with this family regularly, uh, help them out, assist with different things throughout the throughout the process. So this was – it wasn't just – MJ made this, you know, we dropped these things off, but there was ongoing um, aid and not not just financially or even a material, but helping them with yeah. things that needed to be done. Some of our people have been amazing, and I don't, again, I don't know all the details of what right. they've all done, but MJ is on, uh, is aware of all that, and it's we're very very thankful for our members who who are just volunteers right. who stepped up to say. This is this is an incredible need. This is a heartbreaking reality and story, and they've they've uh, come alongside this family in amazing ways. If you're just tuning in, that you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn, we have in studio Pastor Luke Hennings and uh, M.J. Cornelius from uh, St. Luke's Lutheran, and we're just uh, hearing about this uh, local story happening that's happened here in Phoenix in Metropolitan. That it's just I think we all need to hear. So back to this, you're visiting this family. Uh, regularly, and then you find out that they're not going to be able to handle the placement. The, the 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 sister and mother and grandmother, sister, yeah. So, um, picking up that story, the uncle and the aunt in Kentucky have agreed to proceed with the adoption. They went through the whole process of um, approval and all wow. of that. And, and during the course of this time, because we know things take time, we as a church were able to continue to walk alongside provide this family with Thanksgiving and Christmas meals, Christmas presents mm. for the family, birthday parties for the girls, wow. decorations. We even um, were able to provide someone to go over and cut and color both the aunt and the grandmother's hair, oh, take them on outings. Right. They didn't have transportation. They didn't have driver's license. So these poor little girls are just in – Cooped up in this little apartment. Exactly. So they weren't. It's the getting, same place where. It, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, the same place where the tragedy occurred. Right. So, uh, so the the girls were not getting a whole lot of stimulation. They certainly weren't getting any socialization. Right. And so we would try to take them out occasionally to you know our Easter egg hunt or activities that we might have at the church, and I ended up becoming fairly close with the family because of that. And when it was finally going to happen that this adoption was going to take place and the girls were going to be transferred to Kentucky. Neither the aunt nor the grandmother or any of the other relatives here locally were able to transport the girls okay. to Kentucky. Right. So at that point, the state says, okay, well, we will assign a case manager to take the girls to Kentucky. Okay. Wow. And what that looks like is the case manager, due to budgetary reasons, 
picks up the girls, gets on an airplane, takes them to the aunt and uncle's house in Kentucky, drops them off, gives them a little bit of paperwork, turns around and leaves. Yes. So not only is it a it's a it's a quick transition, but the girls have never met this case manager. Right, a stranger. A stranger. They're and two and five. Correct. At this point, they're two and five, and they've never even met the uncle in Kentucky. Oh my goodness! They've talked over Facetime, mm-hmm. and the aunt was able to visit one time for forty-eight hours. So it just seemed like a daunting transition to have them go with somebody on this day where it's 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 going to be upsetting just leaving the aunt and the grandmother that's the only caretakers that they've known for a year have them taken out of their possession right. put into a car put on an airplane and going to somewhere where they don't even understand what right. permanent means right so i was given the opportunity to travel with them okay. and make that transition mm. instead of a case manager and so you got you got the strollers, the the, and you got all this stuff. She did a photo essay, almost of this on Facebook that I was weeping, w- looking at. And so you get all the stuff you you and you share like you go across the country with little kids, and you even made like a little note. I did, I did. Um, I I oh, put together a note. I know I wish it was television, but it's yeah. Not. But anyway, I put together a little note that I could hand out because I knew it was going to be a rough day yeah. for the girls. And Never flown um, before. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, so I put together a little note to hand out just in case I needed it. And I provided the note to uh, you know the gate agents, the flight attendants, and anybody yeah. sitting around me that basically just told a, a quick version of their story of why these girls were on here, why they might be – um, by the, why they might not be in the greatest mood, and if yeah. they had a meltdown, I just asked for uh, them to become to be patient, and if they were inclined to pray for them, and um, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, worked. Not, I mean, as a parent who had at one point had young kids at that those same ages, I can totally relate to how hard it is just with my own kids. That would be just traveling across country, and so but you pulled it off, and so that alone is absolutely amazing. But in in context of everything, but then you get to Kentucky, and then the story is just still go, is still going. It's an it's an amazing story. My big fear was because these girls really weren't familiar with this aunt and uncle. How was this transition going to go? And so I was I was planning, and I was able to stay for four days, unlike a case manager who would have had to turn mm-hmm. around and leave. So I thought I'd be able to really help with this transition. There was so many people from their church in Kentucky, our church here, and everybody that read the Facebook yeah. post. There was such a community of prayer over this situation wow. that God had his hand in it like I can't tell you. Oh, These girls bonded with this family Immediately, wow! I mean, I, I could see it at the airport, and it still gives me the goosebumps when I think about it. But I honestly can say, I think I could have left after 24 hours, and those girls would have been just fine. Yes, I, I stuck around for the four days. Yes, and, and maybe they felt my presence or the comfort of familiarity in the background right. or something. But they blossomed like I can't oh. tell you right before my very eyes, and I feel so blessed to have been even a little bit of a part of being able to witness that 
the goodness of others, um, the, the commun- the, our community, their community, and the hand that God played in the whole thing. And I think the, the, if you can just picture as a, as a listener the faces of happy children who are now being – have a permanent family and um, after what we've just shared, this darkest of poten- stories – Turning into the this incredible joy, in by being adopted by this amazing, big-hearted, open, but this family and the surrounding community to make all that possible, and then how God used your church that to to be faithful and to step into a messy situation. I just got I, I'm blown. I'm still blown away by that. This is a God story. It's it's a redemption story. It's a story of salvation of saving life-saving because that's the most stories like this don't end don't end well kids go into the system it's true. so as we wrap up i just want to thank you as this for sharing this to learn about your church and and if for those of my listeners who sometimes are discouraged by the church the church is is still a beautiful this is the bride of christ and when people are obeying the words of christ and living out that love that he's called us to it's a beautiful thing and so thank you for being the bride of Christ, the beautiful bride of Christ, and sharing the love and compassion in this through your church regularly and through your word and through your and through deeds to these dear children. So MJ, Pastor Luke, thank you so much for being on on here. Thank you. Yes, you're very welcome. It's been it's a great, great to be a, a part of a church where the pastor is so passionate about community. Yes. And if you want your church to get involved, if you're a part of a church, uh, connect to careportal.org and uh, learn how your church can get enrolled. But really appreciate you guys being on here. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.